0: About so
1: what? Yeah, that's
2: uh, what the revolutionary soldiers said too. Uh, <laughs> <Good watch>. Yeah. <laughs> when are we gonna get to the devil? <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. Yeah, no, let's. We can jump to
2: it. And then George Washington, aka National Daddy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did have uh two thoughts before we jump mm-hmm. ahead. Uh the very small
3: ones. Uh the first one was that uh the droid confused the hell out of me when I was a kid. <laughs> C- uh cuz no, I we're, I we're I, I don't know. Uh, like, cause I thought for some reason the Elemis had gone bad as a kid, and I was just very confused and did not understand anything. <laughs> so I-, I just need to share that with the world. But um, also I want to talk about um, like, Priyak uh, demanding a life, mm. and uh, I made a note about the moment where Marco and Cassie understood that Jake's life was going to be the one they lost.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
3: And uh, uh, it's just like, it made me think about um, with Aftran, where Mm -hmm. he saved her, uh, where Marco saved her from that leopard, because it's one of those things that highlights the fact that Marco and Cassie, in spite of their differences, are very similar people. They're mm-hmm. both very smart, very compassionate uh, people who can make the dots quickly and mm-hmm. they have uh, goals and, like, of course, they both want to save Jake and they both understand in this moment Jake is the one that Krayak is going to take mm-hmm. and we have to do something and, like, I, if they had been... If all of the characters had been four years older um they would have like been a unit to jet mm-hmm. uh marco and cassie i really think they would have been like a unit and like a tour de force they would have been they would have been devastating together and uh <laughs> it just frustrates the fuck out of me that because they're so young they don't have the development to be the people
0: to each other that they could be. Mm. Mm-hmm. hmm 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 mm-hmm. no mhm mhm yeah mhm yeah i just uh it, it was it was just one of those things that
3: like I just noticed because uh, I was uh the guest on the book with uh the first book with Aftran. And mm-hmm. I just I I I'm about to cry now thinking about Marco saving Aftran, not because he thought it was a good idea or because he wanted to, but because as far as he was concerned, Cassie is dead but this is something she would want me to do and I'm going to do that because I have that respect and honor for Cassie to do what she would have wanted to make happen and like the fact that he just like knew it and did it without hesitation like
1: I have very many feelings about that (laughs) (sighs) anyway so, were there any further points in this prologue before they begin the time travel? Uh... Uh,
3: no, not in the prologue. Okay. I feel like, I feel like we have like covered to... it
1: pretty thoroughly. Yes, Jade? Yeah,
2: I would like to state again just for the record because Salty has not had the on how much I love the droge. He <laughs> um, brings me joy because he is an utter fucking shit heel. <laughs> um but well, to, just to add on to what we were talking about how they could have shown us the worst versions of the characters hearing the droids so insightfully like point out mm-hmm. the major flaws like yeah. you know like it's a fucking uh freshman shakespeare essay or what the tragic hero's fatal flaws are just like <laughs> oh here's yours here's yours here's yours and it just mm-hmm. i really like when people use villains like that Yeah, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's the sort of thing that gets to play in the character's mind of, oh God, what if they're right? Yes, he was. He was just being a dick about it. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, he's Um, he's
2: learned from this. The first time he showed up, I was like Danielle,
4: I hope he shows up again.
2: And they were just like, (laughs) (laughs) like, he does, and I was like, yes. Yeah. Okay. So
4: this reminds me of actually my feelings about the Droid when he when he shows up here. Um. First, I found him very hard to visualize. Um mm-hmm. and I didn't particularly want to try that hard to visualize <laughs> him. So he's sort of a, uh he's a little amorphous in my in my uh-huh. brain. I'm okay with that because sometimes, you know, I find um I find the imagery <laughs> that Applegate comes up with to be just a little much. But um <laughs> I want one, th- one thing I thought that that could save a lot of what we hated about this prologue mm-hmm. is that the Drode and possibly also the Krayak, I imagined when he showed up like, oh, maybe maybe they've taken some liberties to like mm. to make the characters particularly messed up mm-hmm. in ways that they wouldn't have naturally been. Just Uh because they hate them so much and want to see,
0: like, (laughs) like let's fuck
4: with them real bad.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. I
2: I wish that could be true, but their kids never suffer any ramifications from their entire life of memories in that alternative timeline that they can apparently remember.
4: Yeah.
2: (laughs) um, I hate it. (laughs)
4: Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Moving on. (laughs) <laughs> i i i wish that was true though yeah i i do yeah. i love yeah. that idea
0: for sure yeah. what's yeah. The, is it
2: the watsonian versus Doyleist
3: mm-hmm. take mm-hmm.
2: i always forget which one's which but yeah uh
3: watson is a fictional character doyle is a real person
2: no, no, I, I know that that part. It's more just like whether it's an in-universe explanation for the behavior. Okay, I see what you're doing. <laughs> you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I'm like, this is a very roundabout way for them to tell me something I know. Like, I do know that Doyle wrote the show- Oh no, that's what like. <laughs> very sorry. That's that was a weirdly defensive there. moment on my part. <laughs> I'm very
1: sorry. Let's no, go no, to the Delaware. Let's go. Do we do we have any let's, notes let's... on Agincourt before we go to the Delaware? I have I just precisely...
2: love
3: the Oh you go, go on, first. Stop, but... please. No no, you go. Oh, it's it's nothing like important. It's just uh, like A, I'm very impressed that Cassie can pick up what they're saying because not only are they speaking a different language they're speaking an older dialect of a different language oh yeah so, you're right <laughs> that is just fucking impressive just uh-huh. in general and um also i appreciate the french guy who like is speaking english to them but keeps lapsing into french <laughs> uh because like sometimes that's how you do and i i put it in a note this is how I speak uh, Japanese when I'm trying to speak French because my Japanese <laughs> is stronger than my French and whenever I try to speak French I fall into Japanese because I have more <laughs> words in Japanese <laughs> oh my god yeah um,
1: excellent so. but yeah, no,
2: the, the point I just want to bring up about Agincourt um, is that I love Because in a way, like we were talking about, it just is the when we find out why Agincourt was literally just because the yerk was pissed off at the actor in his brain. Like, just like, Uh okay, I'm (laughs) going to go make sure Shakespeare couldn't write that fucking play because I am so sick of you quoting it in my head. Like, it's such a silly little thing, but knowing that all of this posturing can also be like, I like seeing spite as a motivator. Yes, always. Mm-hmm. But I also really appreciate, and it's something that I try bringing to dumb kids, and something I want to try use more, is the notion of hosts holding on to their humanity mm-hmm. with things that bring mm-hmm. them comfort, and how that can be the worst thing for the yerk
4: mm-hmm. controlling mm-hmm. them.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just really good. a real beauty to that. It's just, and also like the only way that this yerk could stop that from happening is to literally go back in time and try and make the battle not happen
4: like (laughs) that's incredible like it doesn't that wouldn't work because wouldn't wouldn't he still remember because they he would have memory yeah he would the things that yeah yeah which
1: makes it even better (laughs)
4: mr
1: (laughs) four is not very smart
4: he just wants to (laughs) he wants to ruin it for everyone else Uh, yeah
1: Honestly, you might vote just... it, but no one will know what you're fucking talking about. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Honestly, my favorite thing is, uh, like, also the saddest thing is just like this evidence of like the host like being at his strongest and like, like, also yes, it's a comfort thing, but like also this is one thing I can do to irritate the shit out of my um, out of the mm-hmm. yerk in my head. And uh, he he feels like I am driving him crazy doing it. The, mm-hmm. If there's nothing else I could take
1: satisfaction from, it is that. And I just... Uh, it makes me feel for that man. <laughs> yep. That man who's never going to exist. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh...
3: Besides that... Oh, uh, I did find uh one other note. Uh that I, I put in there from uh, when it was Jake's perspective, uh, mm-hmm. Axe was, uh, no, Tobias was talking to Axe, and he says, the Axe told you it was Rachel. Anytime you hear a bunch <laughs> of people screaming and see people running, you're gonna find Rachel. And, like, this pisses Rachel off, but, like, at the same time, I fully think this is Tobias, A, being complimentary, and B, just being fucking smitten. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. 100%.
0: Yeah. So, anyway. It's beautiful. Uh Oh, yes. And my yelling about the
3: filthiness of the people. (laughs) It's just the Christians. (laughs) Norse people knew how to clean themselves. Muslims knew how to clean themselves. Uh It was just the Christians. Yep. (laughs) I got some weird
2: ideas about disease. Because yeah. there are plenty of people still cleaning. Mm. Just yeah. Anyway. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think One of the book... many
2: reasons to have beef with Christians.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Were you saying salty?
4: Uh I was I was saying I think I think this book really colored my view of history. Um, <laughs> because because I I think I can trace it back to this whenever I am I was learning about things from like this era anything historical really like pre like 1900s all I can think about is like everyone was so gross (laughs) and like really you know and like how, how badly everyone must have smelled all the time <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I'm just like, yeah, especially like all of those, I don't know, like British, I don't know, whenever I'm seeing like, oh, oh I just, I can't even, I can't even list just everything, like scenes in mm-hmm. castles and, and mm-hmm. like government rooms, churches, all of it. I'm just like, ew. Oh <laughs> my yeah. God. Yeah. Now I'm it, It's about. a great. It's
2: a great way to skewer just like any, just like, oh, people like, oh, the glory of this. You know they stank, right? Just
3: Just full on fucking stank.
4: Like even the important people, even the The most important people. The Terrible most important th-
3: people, I- in, especially in Christian society, would have stank the worst. <laughs> yeah, when you think about people like washerwomen and stuff like that would have been like cleaning
2: stuff. Like, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and
3: rough.
2: like how sunlight helps break down odors and the, the rich people were staying inside like no air conditioning, uh-huh. just like cooped up sweating Ew. into their clothes more and more that they, they wouldn't wash. I'm here to make things worse. Hi, hello. <laughs> <laughs> thank, you, thank you for that. You're <laughs> my gift <laughs> to you. Thank you for <sighs> guesting <laughs> on the podcast. Here's a thought you're not going to be able to unremember next time you watch a historical
3: drama. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. No, this one uh this book also definitely affected me in a very serious way. Cause I got to thinking, like after I got to the end of the book, I got to thinking about what I would do. And mm. now like in my head there is like a distinct hierarchy of like there is a list uh that I'm not gonna go into. Um, but like I have a full like laid out lists in my head of how I would handle these sorts of things not Mm -hmm. like you know my culture being in a war but like going back in time being you know a sudden superhero and having to deal with all of these you know moral questions I've thought about them I've thought about them a long time I have my answers and some people are not going to like my answers (laughs) so
1: (laughs) anyway no you're good that's yeah that's we've well, got to share ever. a
4: couple of those as we go because i'm very curious I, oh. I i have no idea what uh, i i haven't worked my list i need to get i need to get it together because uh any, it is one of those <laughs> any minute though, now this to like, happen
2: <laughs> for the amount of time i have spent thinking about how i'd get out of quicksand never come. yeah, yeah.
0: Just not once yeah
3: yeah <laughs> And uh, also, I-, I would like to just shout out to Danielle. Yes, hmm. your son is awesome. He catches the arrow <laughs> out of the air. <laughs> We're all very proud of him.
1: <laughs> uh, he's doing his best, and this time he's not committing genocide. So yeah. it's it's good things all around.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh. I get the Guido Ra- J- Washington joke now. I did not get it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I-, I-, I jumped down the line. <laughs>
1: anyway. uh, is it time to jump to National Daddy?
3: <laughs> Let's go meet National Daddy.
2: I've yeah. <laughs> everybody by the amount that I'm going to keep saying National Daddy.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, you're valid and we love you. Uh no, this seriously, uh this is this is what for So nerf. I fully intend to get a shirt made up uh that says <laughs> Washington is my national daddy and then just walk around on like Memorial Day or whatever in the States or President's
4: Day just to see what happens. <laughs> no but no one would blink. They would be blink. They would not. They would not yeah.
3: It would honestly be more entertaining if you wore it around in Britain. Yeah. <laughs>
2: We're too up. People, are too- people don't make eye contact with each other in the UK. Dan.
4: Come on. <laughs> no, there is, there is pretty much universal reverence for um, yeah. George Washington in. Yeah, you but would- I would make yeah. it very
2: clear I was sexualizing him. Just. To make- oh, no. <laughs> I see. There would need
4: to maybe be an illustration on the show. Yeah, yeah. There would no. have to
3: be an illustration. If it's just the text, nobody's gonna blink. No. Hey, <laughs> Izzy, something out.
1: Izzy, I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Izzy stickers. If I get held up
2: in uh, US <laughs> Customs, this is like. <laughs>
3: anyway we can't keep
2: dwelling on this again I'm so sorry I've once again derailed the
3: conversation don't be it's incredible
2: See, do not encourage this behaviour
1: <laughs> I started a podcast to encourage this behaviour what are you talking about <laughs> mm. what well made
0: <sighs> mm. so the Delaware yeah
1: I continue so, uh, to die with everybody's reaction to Jake dying.
0: Yeah, yeah.
4: That's one of the images I kind of, like, kind of checked off mm-hmm. as I read, like the things that have stayed in my brain from this book for you know however long I've been alive since I first read it. And one of the things is, you know, the back of Jake's head being blown off. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. That's like a very clear. I didn't even remember the context right away. Mm-hmm. But I'm like I I know that image. And um and just how horrifying that that was. Um mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and just yeah, very gory and all of it.
1: Yeah. Especially reading it for the first time. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it, reading it for the first time without the rest of the series being published. Mm. You're thinking, oh God, that's
4: how they get rid of Jake. <laughs> that's it. Holy it's... fuck! And yeah. just how, like, out of nowhere, and how, yeah, uh, like how unremarkable in a way. Yes, know? exactly. Yeah. Ugh. Just wow.
1: And how totally senseless. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: And
3: uh, yeah, that uh, the back of his head is gone. Whenever I think of like somebody getting shot in the head. That's what I always think of. The back of their head is
0: gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I did not remember that it was from this, for sure. Yep. And, uh, so, George Washington. Yeah, hmm. George Washington. <laughs> He's Sorry. tall. I just, <laughs>
4: yep. Gita.
2: I wanted a break. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, it's got too real. Let's talk about
4: National daddy some more. <laughs> <laughs> much yeah. No, no, I just, um, I just, I, I forgot that you know that Cassie like looked for him in the water and just it was mm. it's so much, y'all. Like, mm. mm-hmm.
0: yeah. <laughs> it's. Sure
4: we really go there like it's not like this this could have been something that's like you know his body kind of falls off screen and now we're just sort of in the action and you know right devastated but no instead we get you know Cassie searching through the bodies with dolphin echolocation to like find <laughs> to find him and then like nosing his body to the you know it's it's a lot it's really mm-hmm. really a lot and mm-hmm. i admire that Applegate, I I admire that she went in so hard. While mm-hmm. I'm also like really upset about it, like <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> like it's important, it's important. Um, but it's just man, it's brutal. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And they never have time to process. Nope. No. Anything. Mm-hmm. Not even um, a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, someone, someone. I think it's in Tobias's
1: point of view when they're at uh, the university, where he's like, "It's been like a few hours mm. since we were mm-hmm. at the barn together."
0: Like, mm-hmm. yeah. they
1: don't even have time to process anything. Yep. Yeah, it's just horror after horror. It's a it's a horror show. For every single minute that they're gone. Until suddenly they're back and they have mm-hmm. to deal with not only all of that shit, but also all of the memories from before that Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. of an entire other life that they lived for exactly as long as they have lived their own life. Mm-hmm. That's not confusing or anything. Not even a little bit. <laughs> Fuck. Like, imagine, imagine them going to school and having some conversation with someone. And the other person doesn't know what the fuck you're talking about or why you're even talking to them because you were their friend in another fucking timeline. Like what? Right. They mm-hmm. never deal
4: with it, and I'm so mad. It wouldn't be time. Like they, mm-hmm. they're. Yeah. And I mean, I think part of it too. Just bury is that all of it. With with like traumatic situations, like if they're ongoing, because that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like they are regularly in these.
0: Mm-hmm. crazy
4: like circumstances and there's mm-hmm. no i think in a way it kind of helps them compartmentalize because it's yeah. because it's all the time if there had been like a a real break mm-hmm. from you know the war i think i think i think all of this would would come down on them
0: um oh absolutely yeah. Yeah. so yeah it's really something
4: yep. yeah yeah
3: and um, something that uh, I make a note of, because it just, it made me bleed, was that Rachel, like, takes control of the team,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and mm-hmm. she tells X, kill these people, do your duty, and I'm just like, hmm. Yeah, like- my, yeah, sorry. Oh no! I-, I was just like she knows what doing his duty means to him, and she just weaponizes that. And hey,
1: you want me to make it worse? Oh fuck! <sighs>
0: yeah, <laughs> 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 always makes it worse.
1: She's treating Axe like her attack dog, like Jake treats her.
4: Oh yep, <gasps> yep. That's what I, yeah. I was thinking. I was like, he, he Jake knew how to weaponize. The she's just more
1: the verbal about it
4: yeah yeah Jake sort of, imp- yeah, sort she of doesn't... implies
1: yeah whereas
2: Rachel doesn't bother doesn't tiptoe around it one because there isn't the time but two because she's always been a more direct person mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like
2: I'm not gonna lie to you but I, I, do, I'm I, gonna try I do appreciate something that
4: else. <laughs> I do appreciate though that whenever whenever Jake is um kind of out of commission rachel seems to like automatically kind of step in mm-hmm. um, like i think that was that was true when uh when jake was briefly a controller there i mean i don't know there's just been a number of moments where like he wasn't there to give the to give the orders and it just seems to be sort of understood she just sort of steps in as like the next yeah
3: if it's violent if they're in the middle
0: of violence so, yes uh
3: cuz when they're not in Otherwise the middle of it's the Cassie. violence
0: yeah and Cassie hates it but like mm. i think so. she's also uh, cassie's efficient though like
4: mm-hmm. yeah if mm-hmm. she's going to do it <laughs>
3: <it's>, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As Danielle says all the time, if you don't let Cassie think about what she's doing, mm-hmm. she knows what the fuck
0: to do. It's just mm-hmm. when she thinks about it that she fucks herself up. Yep.
4: Because <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, because yep. Rachel, Rachel's causing like all kinds of mayhem, but, and Cassie is able to get to the heart of it very quickly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) like in a way well anyway we're i'm jumping way ahead but sorry um you're fine (laughs) no you're not (laughs) we've
3: all read the whole book
4: i know i just i I feel like we're skipping i feel like there i feel like maybe it's just the me being american i feel like there should be like more said about george washington or something i don't know (laughs) what but like I mean, I feel
1: like National Daddy pretty much covers it. (laughs) Like, yeah, there's
2: that. Yeah,
4: that's pretty good. I
2: do appreciate Um, uh, that for all of the grandizing and the way the kids are kind of reverent, the actual portrayal of the man in that moment is very sort of everyone clearly respects him, but he's just a soldier doing his job. And the fact that Marco (laughs) steals his boots is just. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love that for him. And that's another one. Again, it's another one that I. Please, please continue. No, 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 no. go ahead. Sorry. Okay, well, quickly hold that thought. It's just like, it's one more way in which the books are showing just like, it's not just the pretty way it's portrayed in the history books. This was a real person Mm -hmm. who did a real thing. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: And it's the kids confronting what they're told about versus the reality of just seeing the man. It's like, Mm -hmm. ah, thought he'd be taller.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And this is something, this scene was something I hadn't really imagined before reading this book as a kid, um, but I realized like, oh, this must be right, you know, that things were not the way they're, they're shown in the, in the paintings with like, his standing up with one knee mm-hmm. forward and the, you know, mm-hmm. his perfectly crisp suit and everyone's like all noble looking, but like, mm-hmm. they're freezing cold, they're mostly kids, they're, you know, terrified it's dark this is like completely you know just this insane desperate situation and now i whenever that era comes up or i see like a representation of washington or whatever i think of that scene and and think of how like
0: Nothing is ever things aren't really um history like history by history the is Yeah, like
4: history. history is not objective.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: It's once you've turned something that's happened into a story, it's no longer true. Mm. Like mm this this idea of like you know there being like main characters to history being mm. like a beginning middle and end to like this uh conflict things kind of being neatly you know summed up or um intentions being clear and everyone right? all of that is just false and um it's really uh it's sober it's sobering but it's also like very humanizing in a way that i think is comforting that like people are not uniquely capable of like this is not I'm not saying that that warriors aren't I just mean that like they're they're normal people they're not mm-hmm. special yeah. beings that came down to like <laughs> you know make mm-hmm. these changes they're just normal people who did what they felt they had to do mm-hmm. um and yeah I think that's uh yeah mm-hmm.
2: uh, I think the book is making a really good point of making that exact point, which is why, uh, and I expressed this quite a lot in when Danielle and I were chatting about the book, we get the line from Rachel later, valorizing soldiers, and it felt so dissonant to what the story mm-hmm. seemed to be saying otherwise. And mm-hmm. I really disliked it because... I'm all for Rachel as the soldier and aware that that is her role in the place, wanting to see it in other people and admiring it rather than every other time people see her as the dangerous one and what that must do to her. It still has a dissonance with what seems to be sort of the thesis of the book which is
0: soldiers are people Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think I
3: think that soldiers are people and the other side is made up of people. Um I have a memory of being like in high school thinking about that particular idea that uh I think it might have been after
0: 911, mm. but just uh thinking to myself, those are people. And um like I, I don't remember all of it, but like I, I just remember that whole.
3: Those are people,
0: mm-hmm. and um,
3: yeah. Anyway, I I don't know how to finish that particular thought, but
0: I
4: think mm. the the dissonance of what Rachel was saying when she's sort of like valorizing soldiers, um, that definitely stood out to me too, um. But I was thinking also, of course, it's dissonant because this whole, the the this whole project of this book is like really is just constantly sort of chewing on itself, right? Because it's all about like mm-hmm. how mm. how horrible war is, how how you can't really tell a true story about war, but at the same time, this is a war story. Like the whole Animorph series mm-hmm. is all about doing the things that are that are you know like committing the types of atrocities that um that they're watching happen in the in these in these wars um there was one moment where where um with the when when hitler shows up and and someone says I think it's Cassie, says, like, we don't kill people for, like, for being who they are if they haven't done anything wrong, and I'm like, well, that's not true at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's been plenty of Yorks killed at this point um, mm-hmm. who were just chilling in a pool. There have been, like, you're, you're, like, you know, moments away from wiping out this dude. Mm-hmm. I just, like, I don't... <laughs> Not like and so not yeah. like it just it never makes sense. Yeah,
3: and I'll be honest, I don't remember like Rachel's line valorizing the soldiers because I did finish like the entire last bit of the book all in a rush last night, <laughs> and um, <laughs> so there's yes. uh, I don't remember that bit, but I do remember the bit about um. Cassie being upset about uh don't kill Hitler for uh what he's not uh being because I was too tired to see her hypocrisy and uh because like I agreed
4: with her so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um ah here we go I found well of course because I'm using a, a PDF the pagination is off but this is it's during the D-Day thing and mm-hmm. she's um she's a bald eagle and this mm-hmm. is before they've they've um sorted out the whole grenade plan and she says war is obscene the worst thing humans do but warriors the individual men are the very best of humanity not because they're willing to kill but because they're willing to risk death to sacrifice themselves for others oh so yeah. there's this sort of push and pull of like oh like war is bad but the troops, are good. you know like yeah. sort of thing yeah. happening yeah
2: it's also just occurred to me the fact that she's in bald eagle morph <laughs> while <laughs> saying that
4: that's true
1: that's oh true my God. <laughs> like fucking hell
4: Make some uh, ghost of of American symbolism when there's in a in a world that has no u s yeah
0: mm. uh
3: no i uh I did not catch that because uh honestly, I was just thinking this must be how she feels about herself uh mm. that she is defending the people she cares about, and um so it it didn't. Uh, come off is off to me, but I can see why it came off to you guys.
0: So uh. mm-hmm. it I I mean I think it's I think it's fitting
4: that that Rachel would be the narrator when this idea comes comes up. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. but I also thought in the moment like Rachel never well not never but especially um in this book and in other situations it doesn't seem to be like sacrifice that motivates her you know mm. like the <laughs> the idea yeah, that that's like true like I, I it doesn't seem um that she goes into it with that mindset of like like i am i am going to give my life for this cause but more I'm going to take their life for this cause. <laughs> <Like, laughs>
3: so yeah, I'm, Rachel um, goes into battle. Like I'm gonna win. Yeah. No, no, you're you're absolutely right. <laughs> mm.
2: She's very self-actualized in that way. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Actually, and I so love that. I that even violence. That the that the, hmm. the g- messing with time at least uh, r- rachel was the one constant that like <laughs> even in you know oh. even in that mm-hmm. like really messed up reality they, they they just couldn't they couldn't get her they couldn't <laughs> like... <laughs> you can't
2: un- you can't make rachel not rachel <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: which is both wonderful and is the inherent tragedy of rachel yes yes yeah,
0: Great, thanks. Thanks, Bruce. For... <laughs> sorry. 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 too. yep, <laughs> sorry.
3: yep. Uh, it is legally Yeah, I, yeah
2: the... <laughs> I, As also, I, I'm like that precocious kid in the movies because I get to say things where I'm unintentionally foreshadowing the future because I don't know what's happening next. Yeah, so. <laughs> Yep. Same. They cause me pain to the on the regular. This podcast.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: I always do this thing where if I'm watching a, uh, like something that has a twist I don't realize that I've come up with it but I just sort of think like wouldn't it be ridiculous if it was if this were the answer and then that <laughs> turns out to be like the thing <laughs> what if the killer was that guy <laughs> and then later I'm like oh
1: crap like,
3: <laughs> whereas me surprised by every single twist
1: all the time <laughs> Apollo and the Gift of Prophecy
4: <laughs> <laughs> you can't really say which is better because it's 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 nice to be to to be surprised, and it's also mm-hmm. gratifying to guess the surprise. But yeah, uh, um, sometimes I'm disappointed when I figured it out. I'm like, ah, you know, I wanted that moment, but now it just feels like it's dragging out. The obvious, we get it. Okay,
0: yeah, <laughs> sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nah, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. so. So. i think that's all we've got on the
3: delaware and do we want to talk about the boat scene like
1: i don't know that i have a whole lot to say about it
4: mm. but it's a cool... rachel being half uh, being a monkey ripped in half is also an image that uh, yeah yes <laughs>
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, I thought that happened in the Howlers book. Uh, that's where I remembered <laughs> it being. Um, so yeah, that's that's.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. I, I was surprised that... no one was. Yeah.
2: Oh, sorry. Yeah. Shout out! Shout out to the boat scene for in a book full of very good action sequences, having possibly the best action sequence mm. <laughs> because it's so dynamic. The way it uses yes. space and levels, and it's so clear. In its visuals, mm-hmm. to the point of scarring a child and
4: still remembering it twenty years <laughs> later, but, but you it's know. also like pure chaos, you know, and like you yeah. really yeah. feel like you're you're there with like who, like just it's just nonstop. It's nonstop, right. and the I mean, and then at the ending, there's the gunpowder and the <laughs> my whole ship gets it's just so much, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. That that scene I, is everything happens so much all the time. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. it sure do. It's, it sure it's does. Like, I I don't even know. And then um, this yeah, this book when I when I thought about it before I started um the reread, I'm like, what? Sometimes when I when I'm starting Animorphs book, I kind of like try to remember what images come out to me about this book and a lot of the Mm -hmm. books have like very really specific moments that i'll kind of like i may not remember the whole context but i'll remember like oh this is when this like this event Mm -hmm. this image comes up and i had jake's head um um rachel as a i thought i remembered her as a monkey and not a not a chimpanzee but close enough being like ripped in half while climbing a climbing a rope, um and um hippies. That's uh, <laughs> those are the things like that uh-huh. <laughs> really stuck out to me is like these are the things that happen in this book. Um so it was really interesting to kind of revisit those um mm-hmm. moments that really shaped some part of me. I don't know mm-hmm. if I want to look at that too closely, but like whatever <laughs> it was. Um mm-hmm it was very uh it was it was yep. very like influential
1: yeah it um i could have sworn that that image of you know half a monkey falling was also in one of the
4: alternomorphs i think so i feel like it was i think so maybe uh, maybe that's why i thought monkey because i think in the in alternomorphs that they're not apes they're hmm but like mostly I try to pretend those books don't
1: exist. But... Yeah, same.
4: I don't care <laughs> read about any that. of the aton- Alternomorphs. They
1: they wrote them because Choose Your Own Adventure books were very big at the time because of Goosebumps. Um okay. but they suck because you can choose Goosebumps the wrong Goosebumps
4: did a choose your own adventure?
1: Yeah, they did yeah. a few of them. Tons. The Goosebumps wa- ones the Goosebumps ones were mo- much better. Um yeah, so the, pro- the problem with the, the animorphs ones is that they hinged most of the decisions on like what animal do you morph and mm-hmm. like the oh, it was I always did those. it was always the one that you didn't think made any sense that yes. would be the one that survived it no and it's sense like at all. this doesn't make any sense and there was Why? like a right
4: answer it was like yes. all the other answers were wrong except it's like oh you're you're fleeing con- controllers at your school what do you turn into obviously a giraffe yeah, obviously. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Fuck? How do you flee <laughs> yeah. as a giraffe? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that yeah, really no they're that dumb. They're that dumb.
4: Specifically, there was a giraffe more if you were supposed to use outside of your school. Yeah. Uh, like, this makes it, it. None of it made any sense. It was just it was terrible.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Okay. That's why we don't talk about those.
0: <laughs> no, I, I understand entirely. <laughs> uh, uh. Then we get to the university. Uh, mm. mm-hmm.
4: instance uh, Yep. Where he's uh, he's uh, Pissar Four is looking for Einstein, but he's not there. Yeah, because he's already yeah.
1: changed the the future too much for Einstein to be there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.